Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes, or welcome back me to Footnotes. It's been, what, a week and a half since I've been here. And so appreciate George and everyone keeping the ball rolling while I was gone. Says the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. I haven't said that in a week and a half, so i got to get used to this again. Look, seriously, it, it was hard to – It's uh, for those that don't know, I was on something that – for those of you who don't know, I was – This past Monday was Michelle and I's 30th wedding anniversary. And so we had hoped to go. Our goal for a while was to go on an Alaskan cruise for our 25th anniversary. It just didn't happen. So we made a new goal to go on um, for our 30th anniversary to an Alaskan cruise. Like a lot of people, I've never been on a cruise before. I am not a beach person. Like, I have this, like, fear of, like, harpoon, getting harpooned, you know. You're like a whale on a beach. I I don't, I don't, I hate sand. I've hated sand my whole life. I I just, I don't, I've been on beaches. I've had good times before on beaches, but I'm not a beach person. I don't like sand. It gets everywhere. I'm just not a sand person. And so I don't like the beach. So I always said if I was going to go on a cruise, I would want to go um, on an Alaskan cruise. And we were able to do that, Michelle and I, this past week. So I, it was it was tough um, this morning getting back in the routine, but that's the way it went. Then yesterday was Father's Day, so I didn't know anything about this. Back in April, like we had been planning this for a long time, but sometime around April, the girls, my daughters, and Michelle kind of talked, and they decided that since we we flew out of Houston, so drove to Houston, uh, stayed at my cousin Brad's house, and he took us to the airport, and he was going to come back and pick us up. Well, they had decided behind my back since the day, the day we got back on Saturday night, they were going to surprise me and pick me up, stay in the hotel that night, and go to an Astros game the next day for Father's Day. Well, about three weeks ago, not quite three weeks ago, ESPN decided to change the game to a Sunday night game. My daughters did not get that memo. This happened like June the 1st. So they, and I didn't get the memo either. I don't know. I just never paid attention to it. And like all of last week, before I'd go to bed each night, I'd look on the bottom of the ESPN scroll um, just to see if the Astros won or lost. But I did not. I didn't know any details. I didn't know nothing about the game. I just know whether they won or lost. I had to at least find out whether they won or lost. Uh, and I had no internet. So 
Now, when we did, when we stopped at a certain town like Juno, I could have internet for a little while. But for the most part, for a week, I didn't have access to my phone. I mean, it was totally, I had to totally like, I don't know, what do you call it? Decompress or just like I was, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I wasn't. Every once in a while, I'd communicate with people if we were in a city on an excursion and what they call excursions and. And so, but for the most part, most of the time, I didn't have access to the internet and I didn't have, uh, and I wasn't watching, keeping up with anything. So I missed, I look, I, I relish the fact that the Celtics lost because I never want the Celtics to win ever. But, but I'm, I'm not a big Warriors fan. So I missed all of that, but I'm glad that the Celtics lost. I found that out, you know, just on the scroll that the Celtics lost. So that that was a good thing. Uh, I always like when I didn't, I, you know, I, I didn't want um my only remaining goal for me in the NBA is that the Lakers, you know, do better than the Celtics. So that, that that's all that's all I've got left in the NBA. Although, you know, it, it is um I'm not a Pelicans fan, but they got things going, so I'm hoping they do well uh, from here on out because they kind of got things headed in the right direction. So they pick me up, and they tell me the plan yesterday. We So we drive to the hotel, and at that time, I still did not know that the game had been moved to a Sunday night game. We discovered it during the night, and we debated back and forth, and I'm like, man. Most of us have to go to work the next day. I can't go. We can't go to a night game. Get back at 2 or 3 in the morning. You know, I can't start go back to work. It's going to be hard enough to go back to work, much less to do that. So, uh, as they say, discretion is the better, better part of valor. And so, we decided to push the, the going to a game. So, we just came back home and watched the game on television. It was the wisest thing to do. Like, Riley, my youngest daughter, who's, she kept, who's the big Astro fan, she was like, or the biggest Astro fan of the group. Um, she's like, let's still go to the game. I'm like, I want to go to this game, but I can't. I can't. I just can't do that. I mean, it's it's hard enough to to come off of the high of a vacation for that long, and then, um, but I just couldn't do it. So that plan got messed up a little bit. But it is, uh, it was great vacation. I uh, hope things went well back here. And we are now, I was here for most of week one of our Footnote Summer Project. Uh, last week was college football. Hope that went well. George kind of, I, I texted back and forth last night a little bit with George. Sound like things went well. And this week. Not, I don't know how much we'll get done today, but just to inform you, this week we're doing Major League Baseball. So we did the NBA, then we did college football. This week is Major League Baseball. And we'll for sure do an all-timer for everyone and an Astro Top 10. Uh, and if someone else, if there's enough, you know, Yankees, Braves, those are the other two teams that most people like around here, Red Sox. Uh, if there's enough to do a top 10 on any other team, we will, but probably it'll just be an overall top 10 and an Astro top 10, but we'll see most, uh, heartbreaking losses. Uh, we'll see how, how, how the week goes. So 
The game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Look forward to seeing a lot of y'all on Wednesday for our 10th anniversary bash at Buffalo Wild Wings. I, when we were in Seattle, we 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 got, you know, the we went to Seattle and then we went to the, all the Alaskan and then when we came back. So the day we came back, we had a we had an extra day, so we kind of went around and experienced a little bit of downtown Seattle, and I saw Buffalo Wild Wings there, so I said, look, they even have a B-dubs in Seattle. So I, I texted that to, to Hannah. Look, a B-dubs in Seattle. But we'll be at B-dubs on, on Wednesday, Buffalo Wild Wings, and rem, uh, for our 10th anniversary birthday extravaganza now, it's being called, I heard Raymond call it. So it, it got all kind of great prizes. Um Car washes and TVs, man, unbelievable prizes here. Golf, $150 gift um, to clothing stores, uh, Mosley and Hollard Men's Clothing Store. Like, that's probably too high brow for, for an old fat guy like me, but I could use it for sure. And uh, the good thing is that our friend James will not be able to be having a huge smile about his Celtics celebrating an NBA ch- championship. So he can uh, – he, uh, he can uh, – Boudet about that a little bit, which is fine. That's what Celtic fans need to be doing is Boudetting. So, um, so no, looking forward to that. Buffalo Wild Wings Wednesday from 4 to 9 for the game's 10th anniversary bash, extravaganza, whatever fancy word you would like. Look forward to seeing y'all there. And so the rest of this week, I'm going to kind of trying to get reacclimated to normal life again trying to get caught up on everything that I missed in the world of sports. I know one thing I've been asked already this morning, and some of my friends have commented on it on on, um, on text groups, is um, the Saints, hel- some Saints black helmet was unveiled while I was in Alaska. And uh, I saw, I haven't really seen a, a total great view of it. I saw one view of it on Facebook and, you know, I got, I, I'm not a huge fan. I, I've heard they did wear a black helmet for like a preseason game or something when I was really young. And, and I've seen a picture of it, it seems like, over the years, but I, I don't have... I, I, I'm not, uh, look, I, I, I'm still yearning for the big Fleur de Lis. I, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a huge fan. I, I'm okay with the Saints uniforms as they normally currently are. But I, I'm not a huge fan of the little Fleur de Lis. I prefer the big Fleur de Lis. But, um, you know, I, I'm, it, look, you know how it is. I don't like the Saints black leotards jerseys. Uh, and but their re- their winning percentage while wearing them over the last ten years or so, I saw it one time. It was pretty good. It seemed like they they normally play pretty well when they when they wear that ugly black on black. I think it's not a good looking uniform. Um, but I'm more worried. As much as I do like uniforms and like commenting on uniforms. I'm more I'm more worried about whether they win or lose. So if they win the game, if they wear black helmets all year um you know i won't think it'll look good because i don't think it looks good 
They need to make the fleur-de-lis bigger. What's the whole idea of having this little bitty fleur-de-lis? I, I don't get that, but no. See, I was told that they, they, there's fleur-de-lis in the middle of the helmet, too. I didn't see that that view of the helmet. That's a bad idea. It needs to be put a stripe on it. Like, you know, you're in the NFL now. Put a stripe on your pants. Put a stripe on your helmet. But anyway, it is um, – I'm more worried about getting a running back. I did kind of catch up a little bit and saw that they had a little, uh, some discussions with David Johnson, who is not a person very high on my list simply from fantasy reasons. I had him the year after he had the big year and crashed and burned and hasn't been good since. Part of my longtime battle with, Got to pick a running back in the first round, or you're an idiot. Uh, struggle my struggle with that for years. He he, he uh, enhanced that greatly. Um, so again, I'm not. It's not that I have to have David Johnson. I just have to have some veteran running back. In my opinion, other people disagree. I think they're wrong, and I'm right. Just like I thought I was right last year. They need. They didn't have enough running back depth. Now, it did hit me at some point, not while I was in Alaska, but it was shortly before I went to Alaska. It did hit me the thought, wouldn't it be totally ironic if the Saints answer, I don't think this is going to happen, but wouldn't it be totally ironic if the Saints answer to running back depth this year was Tony Jones. I mean, I don't don't think that's going to happen. And look, there's probably people out there that think I hate Tony Jones. I don't care about Tony Jones one way or the other. I'm just worried about the Saints. He played at Notre Dame. Very few Notre Dame players have ever done anything for the New Orleans Saints. Notre Dame is, is on the list. Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan. Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan players do not help the Saints. They're not good for the Saints. And so um, I don't think Tony Jones is going to do anything, and I don't want to trust Tony Jones. I want to trust a veteran who's been there, done that. Hopefully they can figure that out between now and when they actually need him. I prefer between now and season opener, but we'll see how that plays out. All right, that'll do it for the first segment. Remember, this is week three of our Footnote Summer Project, Major League Baseball. The theme is heartbreaking losses. Man, baseball can give you some heartbreaking losses. We'll take a timeout, come back, talk more to you about as I continue to get caught up on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Here on Footnotes, you may not always exactly hear what you want to hear, but you will hear what you need. And, of course, I got all these, oh, you're an idiot. And, you know, what kind of Saints fan are you? Look, I'm not telling you what I want to happen. I'm telling you what's going to happen, what more than likely is going to happen. Back to more of the sports talk you need to listen to with footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. And Astros got a nice win last night. Uh, still not hitting the ball. Bregman, man, I am I am so worried. I mean, Bregman just looks terrible. Yuli's uh, done terrible, but at least Yuli won a batting title last year. Bregman hasn't been good in three years. Like, is it ever going to happen? And, like, I understand that, you know, this is a an organization. Got some young players, but it's veteran-led team. They got a veteran manager. And they've had a lot of success. They have. I mean, the last five, six, seven, eight years have been out unbelievable. Uh, you know, no, it is. Uh, do, would you like to have won some of these games? You know, game sevens, game sixes of the World Series. Yeah, but that happens. Um, I'd still rather be the Astros and the little Nationals. They won their little game seven, and they deserve credit for it. They've been paying the piper ever since. But um, they're just awful. But but like at some point. I mean, I know they all love Bregman, but, like, how long can you keep hitting a guy in the three-hole who can't hit? Like, his his biggest plus is he's got a great eye and he walks a lot. Well, put him in a two-hole then. Like, I just, I don't know. I think they, I think they need to consider moving Bregman to the two-hole. Like, he gets on base for a guy who can't hit? Okay, we'll move him to the two hole. Like he, he, he's, they gotta stop hitting him in the three hole. I'd rather Brantley, even though Brantley don't hit a whole lot of home runs, at least he can hit. Man, um, I saw last night in the game that they had a little scare. El Pedro Grande had a little scare, and supposedly he's gonna be back either tomorrow or the day after. Last night, they, they you know, first inning, <clears throat> Yuli. And the thing that's so weird, like Yuli strands runners at second and third and one out, pop up. Bregman strikes out at a ball up and in. In what, the seventh inning, I think it was, with runners at second and third and one out after a stupid ground rule double that would have that cost the Astros a run. And then some fluky stuff happened. I don't know if you saw it in in the in the eighth, top of the eighth, the first batter, Robert hits a um, where the bat's flying at the shortstop, and the shortstop chooses his health over the team. Should he have done? Like, you don't see that that often. You see bats, you know, splinter or or get just broken during the swing where you just get sawed off in the hands. But it doesn't always, it rarely goes as far as way out to shortstop and the ball's going in that direction. So poor Dubon is sitting here. He's got this bat, you know, which is like a lethal weapon because it's cracked and it's got this sharp thing. I mean, it hits you somewhere. It could really do some damage. And he's got the ball. And, of course, he's like, man, as again, here we go with that cliche again. Discretion was the better part of valor for, for Mauricio. 
And it looked like um, Altuve was kind of giggling, laughing at him. And then, but anyway, then they get this weird, you know, they give up two runs, and, and Neres didn't really pitch that badly in that inning. He gave up. That's that's another thing that shows. Sometimes you can just look at a box score and say, oh, this guy got lit. Gave up two runs in this eight. Well, he really did. I mean, they scored, you know, it should have been a double, and the guy got stranded at third base with no run score. That's really how he pitched in the inning. But anyway. It was um, it was a nice win. Anytime you win a series, it's nice. It's good. And so it was good. But still, uh, you know, Yuli looks terrible to play, hitting about 220. Bregman can't hit. Yuli's not hitting. The amazing thing about Yuli is he was unbelievable in the spring, which means nothing, I know. But, like, he won the batting title last year. You don't ever want to do that kind of stuff. You don't want to win MVPs and batting titles. That's all foolishness. And he won the batting title. And then he comes out in the spring, and he's just ripping everything in, in, in spring training. And then he starts the season, and he can't hit. And, and, and But, like, we're almost – we're starting to sniff. Like, today's the 20th. We're starting to sniff July. Cat, it's time to start hitting. So I'm a little worried about Yuli, especially since he's old. But he won a batting title last year. Like Bregman hasn't done anything in three years. And he's still hitting the three hole. I don't know. I've been very patient. But that cat, they're going to have to do something. I mean, he can't hit the three hole all year if he can't hit. The Astros are going to set an all-time record this year. If they if they win ninety some games and win their division and and they're gonna they're gonna win the most games with a guy in the three hole that can't hit all year, unbelievable. This guy, he gets on base. He's playing better defense this year. I like that. Cat, you got to start hitting. Let's go to the game hotline. Get reacquainted with our old friend Jules. Hello, sir. Oh, Kev, nice to have you back. Hope you enjoyed yourself. I did, yes, sir. Uh, sounds like a nice trip. Um, well, well, don't worry. Maybe uh, your GM will get together with uh, Brian Cashman and do a Bregman for Josh Donaldson deal. Oh, that guy! I don't want that guy's a clown show, though. I, I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, I got a friend uh, in New Orleans that I text with, and he's a big Yankees fan. And you know, they thirty-five games over five hundred, and you ought to hear him bitching about about uh, the Yankees and Aaron Boone every night. We text back and forth, but I mean, what does he have to, to complain about right now? What's that? They win every game. What is what is he mad about? Donaldson Gallo. <laughs> well, Gallo is doing bad, but yeah. <laughs> and a, and, a, and a couple of others. He's mad they got rid of Urshela, uh and have Donaldson who's not doing anything and he he hadn't liked Joey Gallo since they got him cuz all he does is strike out. Speaking of which, Boy, the 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 people are out in arms again on Trevor's story. He had one week. He had uh, two series where he hit the ball 
and he's back to doing exactly what he was doing uh, up until that one-week period. Um, he, he did hit a home run last night. I saw he's got. I saw he's got uh, the most RBIs in baseball since May the first. Still, I mean, yeah, so well, he's third in the American League in strikeouts with eighty two, um, and he's he, that's all he does is strike out. You know, uh, but what killed me is, and you said you haven't been paying attention. Well, they played St. Louis over the weekend in Fenway, and Friday night uh, got a six one lead, top of the ninth. Two out, hold on for a 6-5 win. Yesterday, 6-1 lead going to the ninth, hold on for a 6-4 win. Now, on Saturday, they purchased outright from the Phillies some guy named James Norwood with an 8.78 ERA. You know, just purchase the guy outright. I guess that's where Bloom goes to the uh, Goodwill store to find his relief pitchers. So they asked Cora about the guy. This is Cora's response. The guy is intriguing with some velo. Well, to me, that sounds like an idiot without a brain speaking. <laughs> He's intriguing with some velo. <laughs> My God, what in the hell is going on up there? So I'm on social media, you know, and I'm calling Bloom all kind of names, and I call him a cheap son and blah, blah. And uh, some people, oh, well, you know, uh, he's told what he can spend. I said, "Oh yeah, he was told he could spend 140 million on uh, Travis Story. Mm-hmm. He can spend whatever he wants. He's just an idiot." Like I said, he was the assistant to the receptionist at Tampa Bay. But anyway, <laughs> one last point on Cora. So this is Cora's. This is how Cora decides who's going to pitch the ninth inning. He, he writes everybody's name on a piece of paper, all of the relievers, and he puts them in an old brown paper bag, and he shakes them up, and he reaches in and pulls out a name. Okay, you're going in in the ninth. That's called Puerto Rican analytics. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, you're all, Jules, you're half a game out of the playoffs, and it's still June. You're in good shape. It's not yeah, that bad. They, they, uh, you know, I mean, Tampa and Toronto aren't doing anything special either. No, they aren't. Um, so, uh, it's you still know, early. I mean, right, right, I mean, nobody's catching the Yankees, not to, from what I've seen of these teams so far. But Boston's getting ready in uh, late, well, was late June, early July, and they play Toronto, I think Cleveland. Then they play uh, Tampa, the Yankees, Tampa, the Yankees, and Toronto. Well, all in a row. It'll be interesting this year. That's an opportunity. That's, that's yeah, it's an opportunity. You know, you know, you know what that is, Jules. You know what that is? Well. That's intriguing with Velo. That's what that stretch is. <laughs> intriguing with Velo. <laughs> Thanks, Jules. That's unbelievable. Take care. Okay, Kev. Good right. to have you back. Thank you. All right, bye-bye.
Ooh, that he is. He is something. He is unbelievable. But his his Red Sox, I just looked it up while he was talking. They're a half a game out the playoffs right now. And it's late June. A lot of baseball to be played. We'll take a timeout, come back, continue to unwind and get reacquainted with everyone and everything going on in the world of sports. On the other side of this timeout on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to the game. Kevin Foote on Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Want to tell you about Saturday, the Rescue Fest. Resc, Y-O-U, pronounced rescue, at Park International. It's a day of live music with the Sarah Russo Band, Jet 7, Layla Laverne, Hunter Corville, and Cam Nelson be plenty of food and games and even a raffle rescue fest is a fundraiser for the rescue group of acadiana a group that helps provide financial and emotional assistance to grieving families after the loss of a child can't even imagine that to buy tickets go to eventbrite or or visit rescuegroup.com that's r-e-s-c-y-o-u R-E-S-C-Y-O-U group dot org. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Well, hello. Howdy, sir. How are you? Well, I don't know how I'm doing today, Kevin. It's, uh, you ever heard the saying one o poo equals ten attaboys? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. What's wrong? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you had this great off season, of course, which kind of got started off slow and then became, you know, it, it snowballed as we went, right? Uh-huh. And then they go and they make us wear Falcon helmets. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with these people? Well, I, I think sorry, I think man. it's just going to be one it, or know, maybe one. It's uh-huh. not going to be the most of the season. It, it's going to be one, probably two or three games. It's not going to be like all the games. Okay, okay, look, first of all, okay, I, I got no problem with the look, per se, okay? It's kind of sleek. It, it, it's got, you know, some pizzazz to it. But that's not the point. The point is, it is our arch rivals. You know, the scriptures talk about evil abounding in the, in the end days. We got to be there, Kevin. If we haven't, if I'm gonna have to watch my guys wear a falcon helmet, but there's no red, Kyle. I mean, it, it's huh? there's no red. It's still gold. Now, if I don't think the gold for the league looks good from what I saw, but it's still not red. Now, if it was red, then I would be with you. Well, I, I, I'm just I'm telling you, in in this age of nobody knows what you know. 
oh, I, I can't, I can't tell what I am anymore. You know what I'm talking about. Now I don't know if I'm a saint or a falcon. Lord, have mercy, confusion throughout the whole land exists. I got to go. Hey, but otherwise, besides that, before I go, I got to say, otherwise, besides that, I like what I'm seeing. So I'm done. Y'all oh, have a good one. Bye. All right, thanks. No, again, other than the running back situation, um, I was kind of catching up a little bit on other stuff I missed. I saw that, you know, there were, there was a, a story written about uh, Lutz and him being healthy. He better be healthy. I, I just, I think, look, I think most or some Saints fans get it. The national media didn't get it at all. I mean, I don't know anything about the Saints. Um and I think some, I think many Saints fans know it, but still di- don't didn't get it the whole this whole off season. Like the Saints was very injured last year. Like they didn't have Lutz all season. It, it cost them two, probably three games, and who knows what else would have happened if they had a real kicker. They, you know, they were picking up kickers left and right. They couldn't make extra points. It was just, it just added to the chaos that was like last season was total chaos for the Saints. And, you know, I, I think as we evaluate this team, too many people aren't. Taken into account, Lutz is like a free agent acquisition. He didn't play at all last season. He, it's like acquiring a free agent. Like Peyton Turner, I know a lot of people are already ready to call him a bust. I mean, not everybody's as patient as I am when it and rational as I am when it comes to following their the teams they're passionate about. But there are people that are already ready to call Peyton Turner a bust. Well, I think Peyton Turner's going to be good. It's like having – it's it's really like – he didn't hardly play. Now, he played more than Will Lutz, but he didn't play very much last season. He was part of the chaos that was last season. To me, the Saints have three first-round picks coming in this year. Again, it's just a matter – I know it's like, you know, you're – you're manipulating the truth a little bit there. But in terms of a, of evaluating the team that you're going into this season with from the team that you had last season, they have three first-round picks in my mind. Plus, they acquired this free agent kicker who can't spell his first name, but, but, but normally is pretty good at kicking. Now, the end of the previous season, the previous season, he showed a few cracks. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't go back to that. But the year before, he was out. He was, he was unbelievable. So they, they've added a um, free agent kicker, all these first-round draft choices. See, am I, am I... And we're going to go over this over and over once we get closer to August and September. Do I Am I glad that they signed Tyron Matthew? Yes. Am I glad 
that they signed Marcus May, yes. But again, that's just comparing last year to this year, that's just hoping that you're some. I mean, I, I don't think uh, – I think it's possible they'll force more turnovers. I'm hoping that Tyron Matthew has a history of forcing turnovers, will force more turnovers. But I have zero expectation that May and Matthew – are going to be appreciably better or significantly better than Jenkins. Um, oh, I'm getting the Utah corner uh, safety that we lost. When you get old, you get brain cramp. Williams. So <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm not worried. I, I think that's going to be largely a push, or I'm hoping that's going to be largely a push with a few more turnovers. That's what I'm hoping. Um, but but in terms of comparing this, what, what what the prospects of this year compared to last year, that's roughly a push in my mind right now. So while a lot of people are really excited about Tyron Matthew, that was just that was more obligatory. That was more just keep maintaining your you know. And a very important position, which you had last year, which was a veteran who knows what he's doing. So you're maintaining that right now at the safety positions. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot of I've seen. We I remember last year, um, Bryce looked very good. Thompson, they're talking, they're raving about him again. Now that could be an addition. And you've got this safety from Evans, from the Yucks, who was a starter for the Yucks two or what three years ago, and has been out for two years. What happens if he finds his way? So I mean, again, those are additions to what you had last year, kind of. Tyron Matthews is not an addition; he just replaces one savvy veteran for another. But I think with a little more athletic ability and a little more. Um, uh, Forcing turnovers, hopefully. But again, that's largely a push. But I mean, no, there's there's so much to be excited about. I'm just I I I you know, the vacation did me a good thing because I didn't even think about the Saints, other than one of the things that was funny being on the ship. And you know, you do a little bit of people watching. I mean, this ship was humongous. I mean, again, I've never been on a cruise. I had no frame of reference for what a cruise. I didn't know anything about it. I mean, nothing. This ship was humongous. There were 4,200 passengers and 1,500 staff members on this ship. It was humongous. And what was funny is, you know, you'd walk up and down. You had a place you ate breakfast every day, and you had, you know, a handful of places you ate lunch and dinner, and you were always going back and forth. There was a place to get ice cream and all that kind of stuff. Well, anyway, you're constantly walking and seeing these people. People are just walking everywhere. And it was funny for me because, like, I'd see these people with, like, Bengals jerseys on with big smiles on their faces, and I'm like, Poor cat. He don't understand what a medicine season is. I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying that in my mind and out loud to Michelle. I'm like, look at that one. He don't know what a medicine season is. Poor people. I understand. You know, you want to. You went to the Super Bowl. It was fun. You've been terrible forever. I get it. But they, uh, I, I could just see by the looks on their face, they had no idea what a medicine season was. They didn't. They don't know what they're in for. 
So there was, there was a handful of bingo fan jerseys, and there was a couple Raiders, and it was just like Michelle. You know, our flight was from Houston to Las Vegas to Seattle and then back from Seattle to Las Vegas to Houston. So I didn't know that the where the Raiders play in their new stadium in Las Vegas is essentially in the parking lot of the airport. I mean, it's – I guess it's technically right off the – but but essentially, it's in the parking lot of the airport in Las Vegas. So as we're landing, the first time on the way there, she, we, she saw this big black thing. She said, don't tell me that's the Raiders stadium. And I was like, oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. And then we get there. I was like, it was. Not only that, there was this big Raider plane or jet that was in the parking lot the whole time. Apparently, they just kind of store it there. And whenever they need it, they just take off. And so that... You know, cause that was some cause from some consternation for Michelle. She, my middle daughter Cassie, was texting us, "Throw eggs at it," and I didn't want to get arrested, so I thought that was not the best thing to do: is throw eggs at the plane. But that was the thought process that was going through their minds: throw eggs at the plane. And so, uh, but no, I was um, no, it was funny. But I, I, we had very few sports. I did. <laughs> I did run into on one of the excursions, you know, you, you want to, you, 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 you taking pictures. And so people that are next to you, oh, you want to take a moment to take a picture for you? Yeah. And you know, you do that back and forth to take pictures. Um, and so one of the guy, a couple's that the guy was a Eagles fan. And I think we were in either Skagway or Juno. I don't forget. But anyway, it, it was this Eagles fan. And I'm like, Oh man, would y'all please stop crushing our face? Like, I'm just so tired of it. He goes, look, he goes, look, I waited for 50 years for, to win a Super Bowl, and I won it with a backup quarterback. I mean, and I looked at myself like, that's why so much of what people say is just so stupid. Like this poor cat's an Eagle fan. He waited 50 years for a in his life for a a Super Bowl, and he won it with a backup quarterback who's not even good. You just never know. You just never know. But I said, please stop crushing our face. He's like. Anyway, so I didn't totally dismiss sports, but very little to no sports talk on this vacation. So I was pretty good. I was pretty good. We'll take a timeout, come back, finish out our first hour on this return on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. June 20th, 1980, Panamanian boxer Roberto Duran takes the WBC welterweight title from Sugar Ray Leonard at Olympic Stadium in Montreal by unanimous points decision. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. So we're trying to get reacquainted again. The Astros begin. The Astros are off today. 
and they begin a nine game, a really strange nine game stretch. If you haven't looked at the schedule, this is what it's going to be like. The Astros will play a two game series against the Mets. By the way, the Yankees right now in all of baseball have the best record. They, they've had an unbelievable start to the season. The Mets have the second best record. Currently, the Astros have the third best record. Now, they're only like a half a game or a game ahead of uh, the the punks who were behind the Dodgers for a while. But, I mean, the Padres for a while, but the Padres obviously have lost a few games because they're like a game or so or a half a game or something like that behind the Dodgers. They're really close. Uh, the punks, I should say. So the, the the Astros play the Mets for two of the second best record. Then they play the Yanks for four of the best record. Then they play the Mets for two, who still have this. And then they play the Yanks for one. Just a very strange. But anyway, the next nine games are against the two teams that have the f- best records in baseball overall and the best record in their respective leagues. So Alex might want to try to get a few hits. Try might, might, might want to try to get a few hits. Might, might, might want to help here. Try to help out a little bit here. That'll do it for the first hour. Another hour to follow on the game. 103. 7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome. Back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. The game hotline is 706 706- 0111-706-0111. If you would like to get in, help me get caught up on what's going on in the world of sports locally and, and around the world, uh, certainly feel free if you want to talk. I did not see anything on the, of the U.S. Open. I, I saw who the leader was after each day over the weekend. That's about it. Um, I saw who won. Uh, but certainly, if you want to discuss that, the NBA Finals Championship Series Finals, you know, again, I saw who won. I've heard some of the discussion, you know, since, you know me, I, I, I'm so over, oh, he's the greatest this, and he, I just, it's all silliness to me. The older I get, the realize, more I realize how silly all that is. Obviously, um, there's nothing, in my opinion, more stupid than putting a lot of emphasis on. I think I would I put a little more emphasis on like an NBA Finals or a World Series MVP than I do a um, or but really an NBA than I do like a Super Bowl MVP, which is just total silliness. Um, but I mean, these the the idea that. Curry is, I'm just throwing out numbers, the eighth best player of all time or the 10th best player or the 15th best player based on whether he wins an MVP in a championship series. It's just stupid. I mean, it's not even silly. It's just stupid. 
I just, I think that's just totally stupid, like totally overblown. Now, if it's something that he wants to do for his own self-gratification and it's big for him, that's fine. But to evaluate his career based on whether some media members think he was the most valuable player in a series is stupid, in my opinion. Just craziness. All right. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, if you would like to get in. Again, we haven't really started because I'm just kind of getting back into it. But it is Major League Baseball week on week three of our Footnote Summer Project, heartbreaking losses. So by the end of the week, the plan is, at the very least, we'll have an all-time Astros top ten, since I'm an Astro fan and we are uh, your home for the Houston Astros here. And we'll do an overall top 10. And if we get enough suggestions on like Yankees or Red Sox or any of those, we'll do those as well. So we have with us a Red Sox fan. And if you believe the national media, which everything revolves around the Yankees and the Red Sox, uh, and the Red Sox have had quite a few heartbreaking losses over the years. That So maybe um, we can get our first uh, um, suggestions for our, our week project here. Hello, sir. Morning, Foot. It's good to have you back, man. And I want to wish you and your wife a happy anniversary. Thank uh, you, thank you. And uh, I want to uh, wish y'all plenty more uh, years of happiness and health. Uh, and I also want to wish you a happy Father's Day too, as well. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I told George last George, and I also want to say George did a fabulous job last week. I really enjoyed talking with him. Um, but uh, I told George last night, I was like, wherever Foot is right now, I bet you he's over the moon knowing that the the, the Celtics uh, uh, crashed and burned in the NBA Finals. Yes, you know? that was then, good to see. Yes, sir. And uh, Jason Tatum was a no-show. You know, he really didn't show up. But uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, I uh, wanted to get in and tell you a happy anniversary. Uh, but uh it's it's perfectly clear why why the new the New York Yankees got the best record in the in the Major League Baseball right now. You want to know why that is? I'm listening. Because all them stupid umpires are cheating for them. all them back holes <laughs> and all of that. And we ha- we had another instance. I was watching the Astros game last night. I oh. think it was the first the first inning where umpire made a bad strike three call on the Astros and yeah. uh. One of their, I think, hitting coaches ended up getting tossed out because it was a bad call. Yes. Uh, but uh, I think it's high time that we got Robo Ump in there. That way, um, we can get rid of those umpires cheating and everything. Because it seems like it's getting worse and worse each game. Man, they call it bogus strikes and all that, you know. Uh, but I'm trying to keep a positive mindset. We almost had the All Star game, the All Star break. Uh, hopefully my Red Sox can come around. All we got to do is get a wild, spot, wild core spot, man. That's all, all ha- we really got to do. You're half a game out. So so tell me now, get, as a Red Sox fan, what's your one or two most heartbreaking losses? What, 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 on your uh, personal list, what, which ones would you rank? One of my, 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 my heartbreak losses was when we had the Yankees on the ropes. And I think uh, – and I think it was the bottom of the ninth or something like that, and Aaron Boone hit that game-winning home run 
and uh, to to beat us. I think it was a championship game. I want to say, uh, but uh, I don't remember what year that was. Maybe you can help me remind me. But I always can remember that one. That's why I don't like Boom because he broke my heart that one game. I, I understand. Uh, but. I mean, I can pretty much say every time that I thought my Red Sox had them Yankees uh, and the Yankees ended up coming back and beating us, um, that was that, 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 that was a heartbreaking loss, you know, because I hate losing to them Yankees. I understand. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, that was probably my, my most heartbreaking loss. I, um, but uh, we had our redemption when we came back from a 3-0 uh, uh, series oh, deficit yeah. that one year, and we ended up eliminating them. Oh, 04, the yes, 04 made up for a lot, absolutely. Well, look, I appreciate all your uh, kind words. Thank you, sir. Good talking to you again. You too, Floyd, and have a good one, buddy. You too, you too. Thank you. All right, let's go to the FedEx man. Hello, sir. Kevin. How are you? You got your producer, you got your producer right next to you? Uh, she's here, yes, yeah. Yes, sir, I'm listening to what you got. Oh, Kevin, she was, her and George was trashing Little River Band. They were trashing a Steely Band. Thing that was, all that music was for Kevin. What? uh The Little I River was not Band trashing and Steely it. Band? I just said I didn't know who they were. Because I'm on music. It's Kevin's music. Kevin. You see, when you go on, Kevin, what happens? I mean, great music that is carrying out, Kevin. Unbelievable. <laughs> George was doing this too. Why you gotta oh, get me yeah, in George trouble, was FedEx George. man? She was, she was just tagging along. I will say that she was, you know, she was you know, agreeing with the whole. So George, George has awful musical taste. That's not surprising. He likes from the song "Watermelon Crawl." Watermelon Crawl. I mean, I've never even heard of it, but just the, the, you just look at the words, you're like, "There's no way that could be a good song." Watermelon Crawl. No, it way. has a good beat to it though. But I promise I wasn't trashing as bad. I just told him I, was, I don't know it because most songs I don't know the name or the title of the so song. So George hates it. Steely Dan. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I mean, the logical song? Are you kidding me? I mean, that song right there—the words alone is just, just, just awesome. I Kevin, I was so disappointed in him, and I thought I like—I I do like him. But you know, I just think she was persuaded by George, and I, I just—I just, I need to report, report to you about that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Me. I appreciate that. Me in trouble. Kevin, I got my memory. My worst memory is it's easy. It was when Randy Jackson had three jacks on me on the home run in the World Series. You remember that? Yes. That was awful. And, yeah, I got a beat down from my mama that night because I was getting very, very volatile in the, uh, the house when that was going on. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a good day. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was that 77 or 78? I think that was 77 when Reggie hit the three homers. They 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 beat the Dodgers in 77 and 78. I think that was 77 when when he hit the three homers off what Charlie Huff and Sosa and I'm trying to remember the other who the starter was Bert Hooten maybe. I think one of them was Charlie Huff, one of them was Elias Sosa, and I think the the starter was either like Roden or, or Hooten, probably Hooten. But no, I certainly remembered that. I um I'm well, I won't say I'm ashamed to say, but right now the punks are you know, it kind of goes in phases in my life, whether it but but in that era I certainly was pulling for the Dodgers over the Yankees. Um, so 
I was one of the very few in South Louisiana pulling for the Dodgers. But right now, if they played each other, I'd probably have to pull for the Yankees over the Punks because the Punks are just kind of goes through fail. Like in the 80s, you know, the Yan- after 81, the Yankees weren't, they were okay, but they weren't, you know, really, really good. And the Dodgers were like the Astros' big rival in the 80s. So probably from for all that, I might have, by the, by the mid to late 80s, I probably would have switched on that whole Yankees-Dodgers thing. And now the punks have just, you know, they're, they're, they're public enemy number one for me for sure. So, um, But no, those are good ones. Good, 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 uh, good, good suggestions, and there are many. Um, I mean, baseball. The the only problem with baseball and these things, it, it because you play so many games, and really, it's that way in other sports too. Um, when we get to Saints game, when we get to the NFL and the Saints, there will be more regular season games mentioned, but. In the NBA especially, and in even in Major League Baseball as well, it, it's almost every game will be some sort of playoff game or some sort of game at the very end of the regular season that determine the playoffs. Like, like the shot heard around the world in 51, which we'll get to eventually. Like that was, a, uh, that was actually a game three uh, back then, they didn't just play one game if you finished tied. Because back then, there were no playoffs. Like, whoever won the regular season in the American League played the winner of the, the regular season in the National League in the World Series. There were no playoffs. That's why when you hear so-and-so as the most World Series RBIs or the most playoff or postseason, not World Series, postseason home runs or the or the most postseason strikeouts. You got the first thing that should come to your mind is Astrid. Red because understand that for the first hundred years of Major League Baseball, there were no playoffs. So all like the like in the whole Yogi Berra era of the he never played in a playoff game in his whole career. He won all these World Series. Now they would not have gone to as many World Series had there been playoffs. They would have gotten beat, not most of the time, but some of the time. Probably not most of the time. But some of the times, some of those World Series that the Yankees got pre-1969, they wouldn't have even been in the World Series if there were playoffs like there are now. And so... Uh, much less win the World Series. So you got to kind of, it goes both ways, but my point is when you build up all these games, had the older players had three rounds of the playoffs, like we do now, then they would have, the, those records wouldn't be that they, the way they are. So you got to keep that uh, in, in account. All right, let's go back to a man who understands what I'm talking about. Jules, hello. Okay, Kevin, I think right quick, I think... Uh... 77 was uh, Reggie's three home runs. Right. And I think Putin, Putin was the other pitcher. And I can remember it still, Howard Cosell. Oh, it was What awesome. a performance. Oh, sickening. What a performance. That yes. was his line. Okay, Red Sox, all right, got to be Bucky Dent yes. game. 
86 World Series when they blew that game six in the ninth inning, nobody on, two out. And uh, you can go with uh, what that guy said, that moon home run. That was 2003, the year before they won it all. Uh, you know, but then again, I can go back to 67, game seven against the Cardinals. Um, but anyway, Kevin, what's up last night with the Astros? The kid catches the home run ball. He wants a Verlander jersey signed, and they say they can't do it? What is that? What kind of BS they were negotiating. organization is that? They were negotiating. I don't know. That, that was strange. No, I would have told that lady, get out of my face, and if you come back here again, I'm going to call security on you. <laughs> well, but apparently Verlander heard about it. You did hear that well, part. Yeah, of, they yeah. said it on the show when Olney went to interview the guy up in the stands. Second, he won an Altuve jersey. We can't do that either. Get, get out of You can't do it. What is, where, where do you come up with you can't do it? I don't know. I would have wanted four tickets, player tickets, player tickets to the World Series. All the games in Houston, if they make it. See, now I'm taking the chance. Because they might not even make the World Series. Right. I'm the one who might be giving this ball away for nothing. But you know, you you come down here with a with an open briefcase that's got hundred dollar bills straight from the bank wrapped up, you know, in those <laughs> paper bands. So you got a hundred K in ball. the briefcase and four World Series tickets to every World Series games in Houston. Man, Jules is Otherwise, thinking big time. Otherwise, you're not getting the ball back. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Jules. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wouldn't you love to see a videotape of Jules catching a ball for someone's first major league hit, and 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 and, and the negotiations he would have with these staff members? Ooh, I wouldn't want to be negotiating with Jules. No, that would not be fun. It wouldn't be a young lady that was doing it last night. It'd have to be some, and it wouldn't work. I don't think Jules would budge. <laughs> I think the negotiations are taking a whole lot more of a different turn now than they used to. Seemed like you used to just like ask for a ball or a sign or a picture. I want to meet him after the game kind of thing. Man, this cat was negotiating. I don't know. I'm not a big memorabilia guy, I got to tell you. As much as I love baseball history, I'm not a, you know, I got to have a ball of this or that. I don't. But some people are. I get it. Look, getting tickets and getting to go on the field for batting practice, that, that part of it was cool, I thought. Like, I'm not saying I would dislike having a jersey signed, but some player's signature just – doesn't mean that much to me. It's never meant that much to me, like getting a ball signed. I don't know. He might get traded the next day. Like, what good does that do me? I don't know. I guess I'm a little different on that deal. All right. We will. It's time for a timeout. We'll take it. And uh, got our kind of got the ball rolling a little bit for our week of 
Major League Baseball, footnote summer project. You need getting a little more caught up with how things are going. We'll continue to do more after this timeout on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Man, did you, if uh, if George said, "Look, I understand George is George is not really that young." Now, if he, if he doesn't like Steely Dan, I can deal with that. But if he if he said something bad about Marshall Tucker, then we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fight. We're gonna have to have a little war of words there. Can't be saying nothing bad about Marshall Tucker. But anyway, welcome back. To the game, footnotes, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you, if you have a suggestion for Major League Baseball, uh, heartbreaking, all-time heartbreaking losses, or you just want to help get me caught up in Georgia's bad taste in music or NBA Finals or anything that took place while I was gone, certainly feel free. Give me a call at 706-0111-706-0111. Want to remind you about um, our 10th anniversary birthday bash. It is two days from now on Wednesday. Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey from 4 to 9 p.m. Uh, crunch time with Miguez and Mesh will be broadcasting live from the party, and there will be some incredible tickets uh, to get well, and prizes to give away. Some of that those prizes will be tickets, Astro tickets, a 50 inch TV donated by AVI, car washes from the wash, uh, donated by Service Chevrolet, gift certificate from Partners Limited, round of golf at Cane Row Golf Course, a hundred fifty dollar gift card to Mosley's and. Hollard's um, men clothing store, and much, much more. Great prizes, great conversation, lots of fun. Again, 10th anniversary birthday bash for the game, Wednesday from 4 to 9 at Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador. Hope to see you there. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Floyd. Uh, I didn't want to call back, but I thought of uh, another um, heartbreaking loss uh, that kind of stuck with me over the years. Okay. Uh, and it wasn't even a, a game between the Yankees and the Red Sox, but I want to go back to the 2001 Divisional Series when the Yankees were playing the Oakland A's. And uh, the Oakland, uh, the Yankees threw out a throw from the outfield, and then Derek Jeter comes out of nowhere and flicks it to the catcher. Yes. Uh, and I, just for some reason, that one always – Stuck out aggravation the yes i, I, I get thought it. that could have turned this series yes you know but i'm uh, with you i agree for taking my call buddy and have a good one all right thanks no i agree you know and that play man it seemed like every time i watched that play i'm like was he really out like i don't know that was a that was a close play that was a close play but no i i get it that 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 was a good one that's a good one 
I'm no A's fan. Don't get me wrong, but um, that was a good one to suggest. That that was an act for anybody who doesn't like the Yankees. That's an act. You've seen that highlight so many times. Very aggravating. I, I'm I, I'm I'm certainly with him on that. Again, the game hotline seven zero six zero one 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 seven zero six zero one one one. So something else that happened. I wanted to make sure I comment on, and it was it was a um, perfect illustration of how I try to teach people about uh, how the game works and the piper and all of that stuff that we have fun with. Some of it is, you know, borders on silliness, you could argue, but 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 it's about understanding sports. Um, on Friday. The Braves were riding, and I might be a game or two off here on the numbers, but the Braves were riding the longest winning streak in Major League Baseball. I think it had gotten up to 14. They were playing the Cubs, who at the time were riding the longest losing streak in the Major League Baseball. I think it had gotten up to 10. I could be a a game or two off here because, again, I was kind of out of it last week. Or out of touch last week. And so who do you think won the game? The team with the longest winning streak was playing the team with the longest losing streak. And and I'm sure Braves were Braves fans who don't understand the Piper were probably thinking, well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna beat this Cub team. They're terrible. <laughs> and of course, the team with the losing, longest losing streak beat the team with the longest. Because the Piper, I mean, it had nothing to do. The Cubs are not better than the Braves. This is not football. This is baseball. The Piper got him. And, of course, not only did they lose that game, the Cubs won the next game, too. Not because they're better. Could the Piper won those games for the Cubs? Just That was just class, a classic illustration of the Piper. No question. The, and how powerful the Piper can be. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. 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 Kevin, it's Dr. B. Hey. I haven't you for a long time, man. How you doing? Uh, actually, I'm sitting outside the surgical center waiting for Mama B to come out. So if I hear her buzz <laughs> on my phone, I'll have to go right away. But I, as you know, I can't usually talk to you during the day because I'm in the clinic. I get it. Yeah, you were talking about don't care much about people's signatures, and I'm with you. You like the Sandlot, right? I like the movie, yes, sir. Yeah, well, it's all about that, you know. And that's, <laughs> I, I just watched it again over the weekend because it's Father's Day. You know? Right? No, I get that kids love it, and I and and I I'm I'm perfectly fine with the you know kids sitting there waiting to get his ball signed. Yeah. I get that. I yeah. did that before. Yeah. But right now, at my age, I, it just doesn't mean that much to me whether I get a guy's signature. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I don't care about. Obviously, that whole premise of that movie is about that. Yes. You know? so, yes. Are you going to be at? The, you going to be getting some wings this week? Uh, I don't know what I'm going to eat necessarily. I might get some, but I do plan on being there for the first two or three hours. Yes, sir. Well, you know, I've been to all the fourteen twenty ones. I don't know if I'm. You know, I try to get to the one zero three seven. I'm going to make a transition here. You know, so <laughs> I need to know who, who's going to be there. Oh Somebody no, I plan. Out, I plan yeah? on being there. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to be there. just want to say hi. Uh, and, all uh, right. Always listen. i got to chase you now, but I can't always listen during the day. But 
I get it. Best I can. All and right. Mama B would say hi, and you know that RB would say hi. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. No, again, I, I hope no one feels like I was trashing the practice of getting autographs. I'm just saying, me personally, uh, I can remember being an it, it For those of you who are longtime Astro fans and who grew up going to the Astrodome, um, I can remember when I was really little, younger getting an autograph from Stretch Suba. <laughs> If you're a longtime Astro fan, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, a big – and I used to go – and if not, you won't know. But as I got a little older, I remember – you know, I, I probably kept it, and I remember going back and looking and seeing this autograph from Stretch Suba. Well, you say, who is Stretch Suba? I never heard of him. Well, Stretch Suba was the bullpen catcher. He wasn't even, like, on the team. I mean, he wore, you know, Astro stuff, but he was the bullpen catcher. So he would come out probably because a lot of the regular stars didn't really want to sign autographs. Uh, And so a lot of times, Stretch Suba, the bullpen catcher, would come out and sign autographs. So, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if that was the beginning of me saying it's not a big deal. But um, now, that doesn't mean I don't, like, I've shit. I've what is the how do you say that? I've shook hands before with like the great Hank Aaron like two or three times. That memory of just meeting him and shaking his hand means more to me than that whether he signed an autograph ball or something, which I didn't ask him to do that any of the times that I met him. But I um just being able to shake his hand meant more. To me, than having art, but again, I have no issues with autographs, and if uh, I don't really think about like the seedy side, like some guys don't sign autographs, some players don't sign autographs because they're jerks, and some players don't sign autographs because it's gotten to be from anyone older than about a nine or ten year old kid because they know that it's how many of them are shysters who are just trying to make money off the autographs. It's not the cool long-time tradition of players and and, and and kids. So it's different. But, no, I got it, – it was kind of cool that Justin Verlander last night said, yeah, I'll sign a jersey and give it to him. Not a biggie. So that that, that part was 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 kind of cool to see, that he was willing to do it. But, again, I don't – I'm not a – I'm not a big memorabilia guy. I, I have very few – Saints Astro shirts. I've told my Astro, my Saints jersey stories before, but I, I'm just not a big like when I go to the ballpark. I might wear some, but but you, most of the time I don't. I'm just not a big memorabilia or any of that kind of stuff. All right, we will take a timeout. Continue on this first day back. As we listen to a great song, hopefully George likes this one. We'll be back on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. How much does foot despise the San Francisco 49ers? Well, you be the judge. 
I love turning 50 because I was no longer a 49. Back to footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Say it ain't so, George. Say it ain't so. How can you hate that song? Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Want to remind you, if you haven't done this, you need to do it. And that is sign up for the game clubhouse. If you do that, put you in position to win so many excellent prizes, including a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou, or a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House, or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen um, at Cypress Bayou. All these great prizes are simply by you become eligible by simply becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. It's free, it's simple. So sign up today. Let's go back to uh, the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Pretty good, sir. How are you? Oh, good. This is Gerald. Hey, I heard y'all talking about are you uh, about uh, getting autographs and stuff, and I just thought about it. I have a back in the early seventies. I went to a Texas Rangers game with my parents, and they were playing the Red Sox. And uh, I got autographs. You know, in the back of a checkbook, you got that cardboard, uh, I guess you could tear off. Right, yes, sir. I got autographs with Carl Yastrzemski, Fred Lynn, uh, Louis Dion, uh, Carlton Fisk. Uh, I forgot who else was playing back then. but uh, And I still have that cardboard deal with all those autographs. Now you 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 worth nothing, but uh. Oh well, it's just, I mean, it's fun. It, it it's worth a lot of great memory. Those might be my four. Those are definitely four of my top ten favorite all time players that were not Astros. Uh, love yeah. Laz, yeah, uh, Fred Lynn, seventy five rookie of the year and MVP. Louis Tiant was just a treasure. He was like. He, he wasn't Satchel Page as a pitcher, but he was like in that cat. I mean, he was just fun to watch. And then uh, Fisk was just the ultimate in consistency. So, right. no, that, yeah, that, that's I awesome. Big, I, I probably got like three Hall of Fame autographs, you know, on that paper. Yeah, that, that was awesome. You know, but anyway, that's cool. I'll let you go. Thank I appreciate you, it. Thanks for the memory, sir. Again, I, I'm just, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not anti-autographs. They just... Uh, getting someone's autograph, because most of the time, t- it was never been a huge deal for me, just because most of the time, you can't even read it. Like, most autographs, if you say, okay, whose autograph is this? You have no idea, because you can't even read what they're scribbling <laughs> on there. Now, I understand some autographs are worth probably a lot of money. I, I, I'm i not talking about the financial side of it, but but no. Getting, you know, getting to meet those guys and... um. I don't know. I'm guessing that was probably in 75 or 76 because Tion didn't play much longer and Lynn was a rookie in 75. So I'm guessing that happened in like 75, 76. No, that was – and Fist was with the White Sox by, what, 81 or 80. I'd have to look all that up. But, um, but no, that, that that's certainly a, a cool memory to have. Yes, and, 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 uh, and Fred Lynn and Louis Tion was just – 
He was fun to watch pitch, no question. He was like what you call a pitcher. Kind of, he's kind of built like Jose or Keedy. Like if you're a current fan and and you don't know who Louis Tian, kind of short and stubby, but he just really knew how to pitch. Now he was a lot more flashier than Jose or Keedy. I'm just talking about like the, a short, stubby body build, but. And he had this, you know, he had this really unique ways. He threw from all kind of different arm angles, and he he spun around like halfway before he was he was just fun. Louis Tion is a treasure in Major League Baseball history, no question about that. Again, the game hotline is seven zero six zero one 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 seven zero six zero one one one. We got a couple good suggestions so far today. Um, I'm hearing the music. Okay. I think I might be getting deaf. You think? It's possible. All right, so we'll go ahead, take a commercial break, and I'll come back and get to some suggestions that I've had, Astro suggestions. I, 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 I'm trying to put off the Astro heartache because I don't, uh, you know, I'm trying to keep my, my mind stable. But uh, before we start relaying are reviewing in my mind the details of heartbreak, heartbreaking Astro Lawson's debacles and disasters from years past, certainly. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to it. We got to do that this week. I'm the one that came up with this theme, so you got to pay the piper. All right, we will take a timeout. Come back on the game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Kevin Foote, an award-winning journalist, popular sports talk show host, and a man who apparently moonlights as a doctor. A medicine season of a different strand in 12, obviously, because the criminal commissioner decided to inflict them with with the, the host bounty gate silliness. His descriptions of illnesses are extremely concise. A normal strand of a medicine season. It was a different strand. This out of the blue from Timbuktu and all of this bounty gate silliness. Dr. Foot is ready to write a prescription for what ails your favorite team here with more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Astros are off today. Again, they begin tomorrow a nine-game stretch against the teams with the best records in baseball. They play two with the Mets, then four over the weekend at the Yankees. Two against the Mets, and then one against the Yankees. Weird, the old 2-4-2-1 series stretch. I mean, just bizarre. But anyway, all nine, if played weather-wise, or will be against the teams with the two best records in baseball, unless one of them starts losing a lot of games in a row here. So we'll see how all that plays out again. The Astros... Have not played very well lately, but they did manage to win two games uh, against the Rangers out of three over the weekend during the week, 
and then beat the White Sox two out of three. And the main reason, I mean, the main reason why they lost Saturday, obviously, most of you should know by now, you never want to score. You never want to score 13 runs in game one of a series, especially how they did it. They scored 10 runs in one inning. What was it, the seventh, I think? They scored 10 runs in an inning and hit like six home runs and a grand slam. And I was just that that's not a good recipe for winning the next day. And of course, they scored zero runs the next day, which was not a huge shock to anyone who understands the Piper. But uh anyway. Still, overall, they won two out of three. That was good. Not great, but good. And you know me. Um, just just don't get swept. The Astros have done a great job. They lost the first two games last weekend. I don't remember who that was against. Was that, was that Hannah's Mariners? Who was it? I think it might have been. Anyway, they lost the first two games, but they won the third game. They avoided just Just don't get swept. They've done a good job of that. They're not playing all that well most of the time. But... When you don't get swept, you you can make some hay. When you get hot, if you don't get swept, don't get swept, don't get swept, and then you win nine in a row, eight in a row, ten in a row, then, man, you can really make some hay and make up some ground, and they've been able to do that uh, this year. So I give them a lot of credit for that. All right, as far as our footnote summer project, I did get, I think for longtime Astro fans, it's one-two one way or the other. Now, I'm not saying you're not an Astro fan if this isn't your number one or number two. But I think I would say for most Astro fans my age or older, this is probably number one or number two one way or the other. Uh, Now, again, there's going to be some others that might be number one for you, and that's fine. I mean, it's just just a personal deal, but an opinion deal. I think – for most Astro fans my age or older, number one is probably game six of the 1986 NLCS. And I've got many memories of that, and it you know, was frustrating. It was should have been a pretty boring game, to be honest. For those of you who don't know about it, is, uh, they're playing the Mets. This is the famous 1980... 1986 was probably the best postseason of all time, probably, or very possibly. The the American League Championship Series was unbelievable. We're going to get to that at some point during the week. A man killed himself over one of those games, literally. Um, That was a great back-and-forth series. The Astros NLCS with with the Mets was, was... had a lot of big moments and was very controversial and, and and a lot of and then the World Series was you know the 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 famous Buckner game that that we've already kind of talked about here uh, with the Mets and the Red Sox. So that in terms of two series back then there was just two rounds. You you played a championship series, best of five for one, and or at one point was five and then became seven and then and then uh, the World Series. So. Both championship series were unbelievable, and the World Series was great. And so uh, arguably the best playoff or or postseason in in Major League Baseball history. Well, the Astros had Mike Scott. That was his Cy Young year. He was kind of unhittable. He was really in the Mets' mind. He was scheduled to pitch Game 7. And so um, Game 6 would have been in Houston. The Astros won 96 games that year. 
Uh, they were 96 and 66, and apparently, I don't know how many the Mets won, but obviously they didn't win more. So the Astros had home field advantage. So game six and seven, they Mike Scott was ready to go in games to start game seven, and he had dominated, and they were accusing him of scuff, scuffing the ball and all. And they, he was in the Mets' heads big time. Uh, plus, he was pitching great that year. Um, so in game six, Nepper's the pitcher. They're up three to nothing going to the ninth. And Mike Scott's starting game seven. And uh, they're up three to nothing. And and one of the punks, was it Backman or Dyche? They had two punks at the top. I think it was Backman. Could be wrong there. It was one of the little bitty punks at the top of their lineup. Uh, hit a little blooper to center. It was... And, and, and Billy Hatcher, who was not a great defensive outfielder, he had some speed, but he was not a great defensive outfielder, and and he kind of misplayed it into a triple. He ran up tentatively, and then he kind of and it, and it bounced over his head and it, into a leadoff triple, and then all of a sudden they tied it at three and it ended up going sixteen innings. And Hatcher later, the Mets scored in like the. 13th or 14th inning, something like that. And Hatcher hit this dramatic Carlton Fisk kind of home run, which was great thrill. And they ended up Kevin Bash struck out on a pitch in the dirt by Jesse Orozco. And they lost in like 16 innings with, with Mike Scott not getting to pitch game seven. So there was that one. And then there was game five at a 1980 World Series, which is the first, I mean, uh, in LCS, which was the first time the Astros had ever made the playoffs. That was a five-game series. Four of the five games went extra innings. That was an incredible series. And in game five, the Astros had a 5-2 to two lead going to the eighth with the great Nolan Ryan on the mound. And, of course, he didn't get the job done. Uh, the, the, the Phillies scored five in the eighth. The Astros tied it. Uh, with with two in the bottom of the eighth, and the Astros lost eight, seven, and ten innings with a chance to go to the World Series for the first time ever. And and I remember seeing Jose Cruz on the bench, just totally distraught, just awful, just awful. So I don't know which one's one or two for me, but uh, most Astro fans my age probably have that one or two, and we'll get to some more as the week goes on. Kind of a depressing ending to the, my return show here, but. That's the way it goes. That's the theme of the of the um, of the week. I appreciate all the phone calls. Appreciate George, even though he was down in the Little River Band and Steely Dan filling in last week, and Hannah keeping us all straight. Y'all have a nice day.